Hello and welcome back to the HR Grapevine podcast. This is a special edition of the podcast and part of a series we are bringing to you in partnership with Black Hawk Network, experts in employee rewards, incentives and benefits. And on this episode of the podcast in this special series, we're going to be talking about and exploring all those wonderful new working structures, remote, hybrid, or whether it's back into the office with a bit of a twist, how they might work and what needs to be looked at and done from a HR perspective to make the future of work basically brilliant. You'll recognise my voice hopefully by now. I'm Dan Cave, Head of Content at Executive Grapevine Digital Media. And today it is a pleasure to be joined by Michael Harper, who's Senior Account Director at Black Hawk Network, to pick his brains on this massive, massive topic. So I guess to kick off, Michael, as, as you're a guest that's new to our audience today, can I ask you a little bit about what your job role entails, what kind of insight that gives you into the world of HR. And importantly, because it's, you know, it's the subject we're talking on today, whether you're back in the office, whether you're remote or whether you're you're mixing it up these days. Yes, thank you. It's great to be here. And thanks for inviting me on, Daniel. So yes, I'm, I, I work as an account manager at Black Hawk Network. I work with a large amount of insurance companies, automotive companies, healthcare companies, really dealing with their HR, working on their reward and recognition strategy, seeing how they can engage their employees to keep them motivated, to keep them you know, working towards their goals and to help companies get to their end goal of where they want to be to exceed objectives. So, yeah, it doesn't matter if they're, you know, big companies or small companies, or I can also talk to kind of new prospective companies as well and, and give them a real direction on what, on what we can do for them, whether that is physical gift cards or, or e-gift cards, customised branded solutions. So I'm currently working from home. I joined Blackhawk last February, really. I accepted the role. Funnily enough, I accepted the role um, back in February 2020. And just as I was working my notice, my previous company, a little thing called coronavirus happened. Hmm. So I got I got I got the call from Blackhawk Networks HR department. And they said, just going to be working at home for for a couple of weeks and then we'll be back in the office meeting everyone. Last Tuesday was the first time I ventured into the office to meet everyone. So wow. I've been working at home. Yeah, pretty much fully remote for 18 months. Yeah. I mean, your personal story there, I guess, dovetails completely with what HR is having to decide what it does going forward, right? So your your experience was almost remote first and then back into the office, which I guess might be a bit hybridy going forward. And currently, I think that's where we are just about, maybe started a few months ago where HR departments are thinking, do we force people to come back in? Do we continue remotely? Because maybe that's been working well, or we do this mix. I guess what HR will also have to be thinking about as well, like you've just said there, there's some pros and cons is whatever route it takes, how will it impact staff? Does it keep them engaged? Does it allow them to kind of create the networks and get the info that they need? And does it allow them to feel part of that company culture? I'd say at the moment, just before we get into looking at maybe some of the pros and cons of each, it really looks like a mixed picture out there at the moment in terms of what direction companies are taking. You know, recent studies said three in 10 employers expect to have workers fully back on site within the next two years to 18 months. So those people planning for life to just continue as it was. A quarter think, actually, my whole workforce is going to work remotely full time. And then you've got 40% saying we're going to work in a hybrid manner. So it's really, really mixed. And you've got 
you know, big companies saying different things. You've got Goldman Sachs boss kind of saying, actually, all come back in, guys. And at the other end of the pitch, you've got Twitter going, we're going to like embrace this brave new world and we're going to be remote forever. Obviously, Michael, companies are taking different tacks there. It seems that's because there are really obvious pros and cons of each then if like there's not, you know, a unanimous decision from the whole business world. Is that kind of what you're seeing as well? Yeah, of course. And I, I think it's, I think a lot comes down to what industry the companies are in. I'm finding a lot of my clients who, you know, have warehouse staff or logistics traveling because they've had no real choice. They've had to work through the last 18 months going to work. So I'm finding the people connected to the warehouse, the office team, they are trying to make their staff all kind of go back in because they want to be seen. You know, one company, we're all at work, not not too much choice. But then again, you get companies like Twitter and you don't have to explain why Twitter wants to work from home. You know, it's, it can all, all be done in the cloud. It'll be a lot of tech savvy stuff. So a lot of tech meetings, again, that can be done over Teams like we're doing now. But it really, there's pros and cons to everything. So remote hybrid or back, or back to office, everyone has different backgrounds. Everyone is in different stages of life. And that's what you really kind of find out when you work in the reward and recognition space. And we'll go on to people liking different rewards later on. But for example, you've got parents. You know, parents probably want to spend more time with their children now. They've got to suit their hours around the school run. So you might, in terms of a hybrid role, you might have some parents going in between nine till two, 10 till two, leaving to do that school run and then going to do a few more hours after the school run. I mean, I'm not a parent. I don't know how realistic that is, but that's what I'm seeing. I guess taking a blanket approach whichever way might be not the, you know, you might disengage some people or annoy some of your staff or like actually damage your culture. If say you go, everyone's hybrid now, but that doesn't maybe work for some of your working parents who actually need to be out of the office every day, like you said, picking up kids, or you say, we're all remote now, but you know, it's difficult to have those ad hoc conversations and find out about company, you know, culture or information that you might need, or you go actually everybody back in and then kind of seems a bit authoritarian, a bit like back mm. to the traditional way, or maybe you've got people with health concerns and stuff as well. And that just doesn't work for, you know, how they see this new world. As you were saying, though, or as we've just touched on, it can be easy to disengage people who've got different like kind of like work life blends they want to set up. Is there anything that you're seeing out there that actually maybe could engage them as they're as we, as we approach, you know, like whatever new working structure you're going to use? Yeah, so there's there's lots of different ways. I mean, what some companies have done. So to encourage a return to the office is here's a £10 coffee voucher. Go and get yourself a coffee on the way into the office. So there's lots of different options and it is interesting. So kind of 60% of employees say they, they would like to be recognised when, when they return to the office. So that could be a, a physical gift card left on their desk. That could be an e-gift e voucher. Because like you said, everyone's got a few health concerns as well. So it's all about balancing the act of, yes, here's a reward. But if you can't come into the office, what can we do to include them as well? And that's where like the e-gift cards come in as well, sending gift cards over emails. So, so there's a there's a lot of different stuff that, that, that you can do. So I guess it's say whatever route you take, make yeah. sure you're doing something to meet staff halfway or engage them will show that you still appreciate them. Maybe if they're a bit out of sight or even if they're coming into the office and you're, and you're not as an employer, that you still recognise and reward the efforts that they're going to. Definitely. And what maybe that I'm getting from there, or maybe this is a step too far, but 
I'd quite like to get your thoughts on it is actually whatever working structure you decide is right for your business, you can kind of use reward and recognition there to entice staff to, to go along with you on that journey. So if it's you want people back in a little bit more, use some of those perks to get them in. Or if actually you're quite happy to be remote, just sending sending stuff to them, whatever form that yeah. might take to show that actually you do understand that they're still working hard and that they are still part of the company. Yeah. And we're at a stage now where we're 18 months down the line. A lot of a lot of teams around the country probably never met half half the people in their team now. So that there's also a great yeah call it an excuse for for a day out so blackhawk network are providing um, our experience days and they're called envy rewards so you can purchase a day out with your team and you can go and go and go and do some team building and that's a good way of building that morale up getting everyone to know each other and then it's not too awkward really going back to the office full time two or three days a week and uh, moving forward and i guess that is going to be really important isn't it like we've all appreciated over the last 18 months especially that work wasn't ever just about work it's kind of a social hub it's it's a bit of a there's a company culture that people gravitate towards and there are certain types of employees that want to work towards so actually by creating those days and experiences that's only going to be a benefit to the to companies right yeah exactly you get to know the people and you're not talking about work all the time you know there's a lot there's a lot more to people's lives than just work you want to get to know your employees and and see what their interests are. And, and like I said, that will just make it a bit less awkward. You've got something to talk about and it will help team objectives going forward. It can only be a good thing, in, in, in my opinion. Yeah, 100 percent. And I think that actually, to me, asked the big question of why is it like, especially now, especially at this moment of change, that reward and recognition seems to be really, really important, but under, like, it also makes headlines as well. I see this all the time as a journalist, right? So we see John Lewis maybe making the news last week because they kind of got some of their, gave out bonuses in a way which really rankled some staff and there's a bit of a kickoff. Then on the flip side, you've got firms like Bumble giving employees a full week off or Dixon's car phone giving all staff a pay rise and investing in learning development staff during the pandemic and those made really good headlines. It seems to be that reward and recognition is under the radar more than ever at this moment. So why is it all so important right now? Well I think it is because I think increasingly that's one of the first that, that that's quite a key thing when people move jobs they're looking at the reward and recognition package it's not all really about your monetary base salary anymore um you're looking especially working from home reward and recognition have changed so much in terms of you know when you were in the office five days a week you might have had a on-site gym you might have had a free breakfast on fridays working from home has made hr really almost rewrite almost rip up the rule book and have having to, having to rewrite what their program looks like and it's very interesting, our Blackhawk Network survey, a lot of people want to be recognised for the ongoing effort that they put that they put at work. So that was 45% of people when they most likely want to be broad and recognised. So it's, it's, it's gone past the days of having a, I don't know, an annual company event. But for the ongoing effort at work, that's when people want to be recognised. So little and often, it looks like it's coming more of a key factor when rewarding staff. I guess that makes sense on a landscape where there's so many changes and, you know, the job this week might look different from the job and the complete business and, you know, world world landscape um, exactly. as things change so quickly. I guess just to get your final, final thoughts, though, 
you mentioned that HR has had to rip up the rule book, and I'm sure nobody listening to this podcast would would disagree with that. If it's creating a new reward and recognition strategy for this moment of change, what would be your piece of advice to give those, you know, reward and HR practitioners who are thinking, right, I need something that works for my company right now? Yeah. So coming on this podcast, it got me thinking like my daily conversations um, around reward and recognition. And when I first joined the company, you know, coming up to two years ago now, we had a lot of companies coming to us and say, we want this particular single retailer card. And the question was, okay, why do you want that? And the answer was because our employees like it. And then three months later, they come to us again and want that single retailer card. And you start thinking, and I go back, everyone's got different demographics, different interests, different hobbies. So moving forward, I really see reward and recognition becoming a choice. And with Blackhawks Rewards, we've got one for all card, we've got travel cards, a Hawk Select digital codes. That's all about providing your employer a choice. And, and, and funnily enough, our Hawk Select code. So this is when you purchase a code, you can go onto an online catalog and you can purchase what retailer, over 100 retailers, and you can purchase what's right for you. And looking at that stats, one of the, the most popular retailers is our National Trust gift card. And that's funny because I never had companies coming to me before and saying, I want National Trust gift card. I think what you're more seeing now is reward and recognition reflecting people's interests and hobbies. You know, and especially with National Trust, you can get outside, you can do it with your family. So I think we're so past the point now of one size fits all with reward and recognition. So there we have it. Personalization and differentiation, as, as, as everybody in HR should know by now. Michael, thank you so, so much for coming on this special episode of the HR Grapevine podcast. It's been an absolute pleasure picking your brains on this subject. For all of our listeners, please do keep your eyes peeled and your ears pricked for every episode in this HR Grapevine and Blackhawk Network series.